They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Matt and I take a look at the world of Japanese convenience stores. This week is a special one, episode ten, and so we're spending the whole episode talking about everybody's favorite party item, alcohol. From beer to sake to chuhai to plum wine, we're covering it all. So let's go ahead and head on over to the Combini. To the Combini, to the Combini, to the Combini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, super excited today because we're at episode ten. Episode ten. Who would have thought that we would ever make it this far? Not me. Me neither. I thought we were, well, actually, I thought we were going to run out of content after episode two because, uh, <laughs> you know, how much, how much can you talk Gambini? But it turns out, I mean, we were talking today, we took a week off and it just felt like we were playing catch up here, um, with all the news coming out of the Gambini. So, um, you know, we're on episode 10 today. I feel like, you know, blink of an eye will be at episode 100. Yeah. With still plenty of content to go. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you. People often say that too. They say like, you know, how many episodes do you really need for the Combini? And yeah, we felt the same way. But as we're learning, it's uh, this is an ongoing battle that we have to work hard to cover this this whole this whole world that so many people don't know about. And um, I'm just so pumped about the tenth episode. Everybody is just really excited. Mm-hmm. I've I don't know about you. I've been messages all week. Congratulation messages. Um, people are just hitting me up, just saying, "Wow, what what an achievement you guys have achieved." And um, yeah, actually, um, I don't know about you, but um, one that uh, hit me it was uh, actually I got this message today. It said, "Hey, Combini boys, you guys are the real champions." I only ever made it to six, and you two are already heading for number 10. That was from Michael Jordan. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Michael Jordan, a fan of the Convini Boys, unexpected, but wow, that is a true honor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, six championships uh, against 10 podcasts. I guess you could debate which of those is a bigger achievement, um, but that is that is really incredible. Yeah. Uh, like you, Mike, I too have been getting uh, all kinds of messages. This one came in from none other than Shinzo Abe, current prime minister of Japan. He said, wow. thank you for sharing the real Japanese culture. Oh. I eat and drink at the Konbini three times a day. <laughs> it may have been responsible for the rampant diarrhea that ended my first term as prime minister. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> wow. From the... the pre- the current prime minister of Japan, three times a day going to the Kambini. Big fan of the podcast. That was not expected, but what an honor. And I got to say, you know, um, similarly, I actually got a, uh, this is a fax I got, but um, this was from the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the emperor of Japan. He said, hey, Matt and Mike, congratulations on your 10th episode. I wanted to let you know that we would like to present the two of you with the Order of the Rising Sun, 
for your exceptional oh. contributions to Japanese society. <laughs> also, we have discontinued the Cool Japan campaign since you two are already cool enough. Wow. How many foreigners have received that award? I think it's just like two historians from Harvard and Columbia. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. Well, well, the highest, the highest level, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's really unprecedented. Unprecedented, and um, yeah, just wow. The cool campaign. Uh, yeah, to to be part of that retirement is uh, very exciting. Because um, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, okay. Uh, this one, unexpected, but came in from Guy Fieri, of course, host wow. of the popular show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives yes. on the Food Network. He said, can't wait to roll out to Flavortown at the Conbini. <laughs> Just a quick one-liner there from Guy. And indeed, Guy, that is the correct address for the Conbini, Flavortown. Flavortown, yeah, what, what an honor. And I... I'm a huge fan. We're we're huge fans. I mean, this is huge we're talking fans. about an icon of uh, <laughs> of food related content coming out of the states. Wow, that Man, is awesome! If we could just roll up to a Seven Eleven in Tokyo in a Camaro with Guy Fieri, <laughs> I just think that would be the ultimate. Yeah, man. I well, okay. I've just got one more here. This one coming from an uh, you know a current icon of Japan. This is from Marie Kondo. She says. There's only one thing that sparks joy in my life, and that is the Kombini Boys. Recently, whenever I visit a house to help people discover the joy of Donshari, they always ask me about your show. I'm sure you two will have your own Netflix show soon enough. Congratulations on 10 episodes. I can't wait until episode 100. Wow, that is the only thing that sparks joy. For Marie Kondo is the Convini Boys podcast. That is, uh, wow, a true honor. And thank you for being such an ambassador to the podcast, yeah. Kondo-san, um, with uh, your sort of bizarre rituals. Uh, but uh, appreciate it. And yes, yeah, God willing, we will have a Netflix show. Almost everybody has a Netflix show these days. Yeah. So hopefully hard. the Convini Boys will be on there. It's not hard. Yeah. We'll be up there soon. Yeah, so um, wow. big celebrity endorsements, and um, I got to say, I'm really honored from the Emperor of Japan to Guy Fieri. What an honor, and uh, we're just, hey, we're just trying to make good content. That's what we're trying to do, and um, I'll tell you what, speaking of uh, good content, uh, rarely have we faced the challenge that we face today. Mm. Uh, it's episode 10, and as we mentioned Last episode, Mike, we said we're going to do some kind of blowout. In mm. blowout, boy, do we have one planned. Um, we're yeah. going to give the people what they want. And what people are asking for is some overview, some talk, a deep dive into the alcohol culture at the Conbini. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we had to, this is the 10th episode, you know, this is a big deal. So we had to pull out all the stops. And um, yeah, so today we're talking sake. And when we say sake, we're talking about alcohol. Because in Japanese, sake actually just means alcohol. Um, and nihonshu, 
is actually what you'd call what we consider as sake. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, we've talked about strong zero. We've talked a little bit about um, alcohol at the Combini, but it's a whole zone. This is not even just a zone. This is a multi-dimensional zone going on at the Combini. So Matt, what, what sort of things, when we say alcohol at the Combini, what sort of things can we expect? Let's just go through the through the lineup here. General categories, uh, first and foremost, uh, perhaps you know what 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 visitors to Japan love the most: the canned cocktail section. Oh yeah, uh, that is exactly what it says. It's cocktails in a can. Uh, also, at the Konbini, we have wine, and not just the tried and true red and white. There's also plum wine, which is uh, shockingly good especially as they say in japanese onzadoku which is oh, on the rocks man. oh yeah then of course you have your liquor uh that's your whiskeys that's your shochus which uh as you shared with me earlier mike that's japan's original distilled alcohol could be made from potatoes barley then you got your beer. Hey. And uh, wow, there are even subcategories of beer. You got your normal stuff, and then you got your hapo shoe, mm. which we're going to talk about later on. Then okay. you got your nihon shoe, or what we would refer to here in the U.S. as sake, the mm. rice-based uh, rice alcohol. Rice wine, I should say. And then you got your non-alcoholic stuff, uh, which is a whole other clever category. Uh, Japan's drinking culture, which we're going to talk about later, uh, sort of demands that everybody get themselves involved. Uh, but, of course, you don't want a DUI. They're no. you know, losing your job, being shamed, no. ostracized. And so you have your non-alcoholic beer oh, yeah. to manage that. Yeah. And, um, you know, these are all these are all have their own section. I mean, we're talking about some of these, I mean, we're talking multi racks, the beer, I mean, you know, mm. and the cocktails, we're talking four five, six racks of, uh, of items in the, in the, uh, the cooler box. And, um, but, uh, among all of these, you know, there, are what, what is, what is known as the grand three. So, mm. um, you know, uh, why don't we just hop right in and uh, talk about these uh, these grand three items? Well, first and foremost, you got your beer, mm. your brewskis. Mm. Um, again, like you're saying, Mike, this this beer usually takes up what two coolers in a conbini? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At at minimum, you got your hierarchy. You got your you got your main <laughs> brands, but even in the main okay, so the main brands of beer. You got your you got your Ebisu, your Suntory, Asahi, Kirin, and your Sapporo Black Label. But Mike, we were saying that there are even tiers within those main brands. What are we yeah. talking about there? Oh yeah, yeah. So um the uh so starting at the top, and by tiers we're talking about, you know, not not specifically uh how good they are but just in price in general um, price, price. At, right at the top the pinnacle would be the ebis ebisu and the suntory premium malts mm. uh these two would uh run you i don't know around 300 yen maybe for one 350 milliliter can 
Then you've got your uh, the Asahi Super Dry, Kirin Ichiban Shibori, Sapporo Black Label. These are your like standard. These are the, this is what, when we say beer, we're talking about beer. We're talking about <laughs> the, the, this is the, uh, the, the staple beers. These are your staple beers. They all taste exactly the same, but there's definitely a best. Yes. And you could make a case actually across different dimensions for why one of these is better than the others. The Kirin Ichiban Shibori, personally, yeah. my go-to. Oh, yeah. I think it has the best flavor. I think you agree, Mike. I agree. Um, but for whatever reason, when I'm out eating some yakitori, boy, do I want an Asahi Super mm. Dry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yes, I agree. With that with that creamy foam top. Yes, that is something that... Um... You know, in the States, you get a beer, and if there's any foam at all, people, you know, they throw a tantrum. They say, like, hey, where's the beer? <laughs> but, you know, as you know, uh, draft beer in Japan is a is a special thing, and it's an art form. We're talking about 70, what would you say, 70% beer, 30% foam, maybe, maybe more like 20%, uh, 80%. I think the 70-30 could be closer. I mean, the Kirin Asahi, there's actually a special machine where a, <laughs> a bartender places the glass under the machine. The, the machine spits out beer. And then at the very end, it just it just piles on this creamy layer of foam like oh. it's a sundae. Mm. And it's just pure whipped creamy foam in fact that's the word that is often used to describe a beer in japan creamy creamy yes <laughs> and creamy it is and um yeah i just it's hard to describe but um it's it's a sort of thing you come over here and the first time you get a beer you see that foam and you say what the heck is all of that? And then you drink one, and then, you know, from then on out, you say, let me get that foam, because it's so good. <laughs> on a hot summer day, you're out, you're eating some yakitori, you're eating some yakiniku, and you get one of those Nama beers that has that mm. foam, and oh, it is just top of the line. Top of the line, indeed. Um, and then just real quick, the Sapporo Black Label, I'd say uh, it's you know not at the top of my list in terms of flavor, even though it tastes exactly the same right. as an Asahi Super Dry or an Akirin yeah. Ichiban. But the can, definitely the number one can yeah. in terms of styling. If you want to look cool, if you want to look hip, pick mm. up a Sapporo Black Label can. I um, Yeah, I was just going to say... Uh, like you were saying, they all actually taste the same. So that's the one thing that you got to remember is that you're it, you're you're more thinking about the visual when you're thinking about which beer <laughs> do you like. And you know, um, I'm a big fan of the Asahi Super Dry, and as we said before, number one, Kirin Ichiban Shibori. But um, it's it's you know, if you don't know Japanese culture, it's a little bit difficult difficult to understand. But um, in Japan, you know the uh, the national sport it's sumo. The national drink, it's probably, mm. you know, sake. I, I I have no idea. But I'd say that the general national pastime in Japan is splitting hairs. And normally, you know, you think splitting <laughs> hairs, you think you have this negative idea where it's just, you know, 
going over something that is not very interesting in its difference. But in Japan, it's all about splitting hairs and finding、mm. difference in something that is so similar. This applies to beer. This applies really to anything, but beers, especially, you know, it does. It, it pretty much. It's pretty much the exact same thing. But what's fun is finding that little thing <laughs> that is different, and this is、uh, this. You know, occupies the majority of time of、uh, people in Japan. I'd say a huge amount of time. I mean, we've actually spent,、uh, gosh, hours doing <laughs> blind taste tests, really trying to hone in on what the truth is when it comes to these beers.、Uh, they very well could all be brewed in the same tank, and the only thing that's going on is、uh, different cans get spun around. While beer shoots into them,、um, it could be a whole scam. I have no idea.、Um, and the idea that Ebisu and some Suntory have the have the balls to charge a premium price for exactly、right. the same product is just、uh, is just ridiculous. In fact,、uh, we talked about this earlier, but the Suntory premium malts can, and a lot of this really is about design.、Um, We'll post this on Twitter, but this is a can that will just sort of blow your mind in their effort to convey <laughs> the premiumness of their beverage. They've they've、uh, they've they've、uh, mixed up、uh, premium and number of fonts. There there are there are six <laughs> lines of English text on the premium malt can. There are five different fonts. On those six lines, I actually thought、uh, when I first saw this can is so ugly. This must be the cheapest, worst beer in all of Japan. But in fact, no. In fact, as I look at all of these, I'm looking at each one of these now, Mike.、Um, really, aside from the Sapporo,、uh, each of these cans it looks like a New York Times front page,、uh, just wall to wall text. <laughs> What is going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I like I, the Asahi beer. At the top, it says Katakuchi, and then in the middle, it says Dry. <laughs> so if you didn't, if you didn't know that Karakuchi means dry, and which you, of course you wouldn't、uh, if you don't speak Japanese, they did manage to translate that into Dry on the front, and then they have Super Dry in Katakana. <laughs> So they say the they manage to say the same thing three times in three different fonts, two different colors.、Um, <laughs> actually, three different three different scripts because you got the Romanji, you got the English, and then you got the Katakana. That is just spectacular, classic Japanese design on a、yeah. can right there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, probably、uh, the reason Ebisu and Suntory Premium Malts are more expensive. You know, they've got those licensing fees for those fonts; they're not cheap. And you know, they've,、uh, you know, that's probably where the majority of that is、uh, that 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 extra cost is coming. But、um, you know, not just the not just the labels themselves; it's also the、um, the sort of catchphrases that they have that are amazing as well. So one、oh. more thing that we were talking about when we were talking about beer is. In Japan, they have this 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 category of beer called haposhu, which we mentioned earlier.、Mm. And、uh, just coming from Wikipedia, haposhu is lo- low malt beer, and it's a tax category of Japanese liquor that most often refers to a beer like beverage with less than sixty seven percent malt content. So, I think in、mm. the states, the what what we would just think of it as probably light beer is what we would call light it. Light beer.、Um, 
but um, we've got a couple of uh, the light beers here. And um, so one that uh, actually we had this, uh, this taste test and this kind of, uh, we can get into this maybe in a later episode, but um, in our taste test actually was the best beer that we tasted. The best this beer. Kirin Tande Haposhu and its catchphrase, open up the good taste that goes perfectly with good times. Mm. Well said. Um, <laughs> just, just geniuses here. And then uh, in a similar category, well, this is this is just so amazing to me. So you got the Kirin Haposhu category. You got three tiers of Haposhu. Kirin Tanrei mm. at the top of that food chain. Right below it, I think, is the Nodogoshi. Yeah. And that tagline is, Kirin's brewing technology elaborates the Nodogoshi. Wow. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I don't know uh, I, if they're ever, ex- if we're expected to know what Nodogoshi is, but it is, you know. The Nodogoshi, I guess it's just it's just known what it is. Yeah, and so then from the I guess would be the lowest tier would be the light light beer. This would be the Kirin Green Label, um, and this label, um, which and I should say my favorite, my go to beer of all of the beer and hot potions, Kirin Green Label. Green Label brings you a comfortable and refreshing time. Mm. No doubt. So I thought I thought you were a Notogoshi guy. Well, all right, let me explain. So I was a Notogoshi <laughs> guy for a long time. It was well known throughout uh, the city that I live in. I'm a Notogoshi guy. But, um, you know, uh, I'm health conscious these days. And so uh, mm. I made the switch over. Before I was, you know, I was one day six pack of Notogoshi. I'm not proud about it, but hey. I was down in them. And then recently, you know, a friend turned me on the green label and I haven't looked back. It is uh, the perfect blend for me of beer and lightness. Brings you brings you a comfortable and refreshing time. I guess. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Man, I got to say, this was ambitious to try to tackle all of this in a single episode. It feels like we're just getting started. So um there's a lot to talk about with beer. I think we're going to save some of this for future episodes, but uh, we got to move on because yeah. there's two more big categories to tackle. Mm-hmm. First of which is the chew high. Oh, yeah. Um, Mike, I think there's probably, uh, gosh, maybe no greater chew high expert than you. Um, okay. What yeah. is a chew high? What are we talking about here? So Chuhai, as we mentioned earlier in Japan, uh, they have their own distilled liquor, which is called shochu, and it's usually about 25%. And a Chuhai is just a mixed drink, which uses shochu as its alcohol. And um, so uh, you've probably heard us mention this before, but there's one legendary beast of a drink in the convenience, and that's uh, the Strong Zero. That's the 9%. 9% night defining drink the strong zero this would fall under the chew high category a couple others that um you know are also great i i'm a big fan of the kirin's hyoketsu 
Oh, mm. a great one. And um, another one that I've really liked recently is Kirin's Hon Shibori, which, uh, man, also a really great uh, Chuhai as well. But there's tons. There's tons of Chuhai as well. There's tons. And what's cool about Chuhai is um, they'll have seasonal flavors because what makes it is the the juice flavor that gets mixed with the shochu. Yeah. And so uh, all throughout the year, you'll see all kinds of turnover happening. Whereas with beer, of course, you'll see all different kinds of cans thrown out, different uh, <laughs> labels, different designs. You'll have the Sakura can, the foliage can come out during the year. But of course, the beer is exactly the same. In yeah. fact, as we share, the beer is exactly the same across every can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with the Chuhai, you do get legitimate uh, differences in flavor as uh, as the year goes on. And even locally, like, uh, for instance, if you're in Okinawa, you'll undoubtedly see the Shikwasa. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is oh, not yeah. to be missed. Yeah. And uh, Strong Zero has its own Shikwasa. I've had it before. It is damn good. I'd say grab it. Grab it for sure. And then... Um, yeah, I would say the Chuhai, if if you're going to Japan, first time, I think you got to get one. They're great mm. drinks, very refreshing. You just yeah. pop the top and cool down. Mm. We couldn't wrap up this segment without talking about sake or no. in Japanese, Nihonshu. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I think... I think people, as you shared, Mike, have a misunderstanding of how popular uh, sake or nihonshu is in Japan. It's yeah. it's actually, well, it is popular. It's not nearly as popular as beer or even shochu, for that matter. Sure. Um, you know, you don't pull up to the sushi bar and get uh, a sake pairing no. with, your, with your sushi. No. But at the Kanbini, there's a particular kind of sake uh, that I think would be unfamiliar to almost everybody, and that is the cup sake. Yes. Which, uh, to put it simply, it's sake in a cup. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's a um, it's sake in a cup. It's a glass bottle. It's usually about I don't know ounces these days, but you know probably about um, you know. Uh, 300 milliliters or so. Um, and it has that, the aluminum peel top to it. It's got a peel top to it. And uh, just a warning, you know, if you find yourself peeling back the top to a cup sake, just call it a night right there because <laughs> that's just the signal that there's no, there's no, there's nothing good. That's going to happen before the night's over. <laughs> the only time drinking a cup sake seems like a good idea is when you've had about two strong zeros, a couple tall boys, two fammy chickies, and an American dog. That's the kind of lineup you got to have in you before you before you start looking at that cup sake yeah. like it's something that you want to have. So just put it away. Put yep. that peel back down. Yep. Call, call a taxi or walk home. <laughs> Nights. Yeah, yeah. So some of the uh, the the sake cup offerings that we have. One is the this is this is the originator. This is the legendary. This is the 
one cup from Ozeki. And it's in every Kambini you've ever been to. I mean, this is a staple like none other. The legend, the one cup. And then we have, uh, actually, this is local. We learned today the 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 Fuku Cup, otherwise known as the Fuck You Cup, um, <laughs> F-U-K-U, from Fukumitsu Brewery. Uh, yep. And I didn't realize until we researched this morning, or you researched, Mike, that this is actually a local sake to Ishikawa. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, again this especially if you're if it's you know past eight o'clock, you're at the convenience, you're getting a you're getting a Fuku cup, just pack it in. <laughs> just get home as soon as you can. No reason for you to be moving and doing anything else today. So get out of here. Man, peeling back a, a label, I mean, your friends should see that like you're fl- throwing up a flare. You know, this is a big call for, this is an SOS kind of signal. Yeah. Where, need to deliver help immediately so um those are the three big boys uh you got your beer and your hot bow shoe your fake beer you got your chew high and then your sake and in future episodes we're going to take a deep dive certainly into at least the beer because there's so much to talk about and yeah. so little to talk about um about japanese beer them all tasting exactly the same um but of course all terrifically different so i look forward to that in future episodes now let's uh take a look at new products for this week this week we're talking uh alcohol with the new products to stick with the with the blowout alcohol theme here and uh mike we have a super exciting product a couple of weeks back i uh i threw a little salt on uh the coca-cola company let me tell you (laughs) The Coca-Cola company in Japan is no joke. So they are coming out with this line called the Lemon Dough. So if you're if you're going to Japan, if you know a little bit of Japanese, it might be hard to spot because they have they've actually written lemon in uh, the kanji character. So the first time I mm. had it, actually, I didn't even know what it was. But this is the Lemon Dough. They've got four items coming out it's a whole line so uh yeah what what what's this lineup that we're looking at yeah so there are four of them like you say and uh different flavors and different alcohol contents so uh they start off with the honey lemon flavor which is three percent alcohol that sounds great then they have the lemon flavor standard lemon at five percent then they move up to the salt lemon flavor at 7% alcohol. And then they have the demon or devil flavor, uh, devil lemon at 9%, a wow. strong boy to wrap up the lineup. A strong boy. And yeah, I got to I gotta be honest. I had one of these um, the other day. I got one of the... Uh, the, the honey lemon as you mentioned i thought damn this is good and um then i realized wow this is a whole four set so you know what i did i walked the line i went from three to mm. five to seven to nine <laughs> and each one was so good it was so good so i really gotta say everybody if you're in japan walk the line i don't know how to recommend do you want to go from nine to three you want to go three to nine that's up to you but really try these out these are some of the best chew hides that i've i've had in a long time 
they look incredible. And I watched the ads that are posted to the website, and we'll put this up on Twitter, but they have a bartender, a very handsome uh, Japanese actor, mm. and you watch him. He is he is shredding an entire lemon, mm. which is what they call Maru Goto, the whole Maru boy. Goto. Wow. He is just shredding an entire lemon into this cocktail. I mean, this guy, and as he's doing it, I mean, the intensity that he's doing. I mean, is this guy a bartender or a serial killer? That's kind of what I was thinking. That's how this guy means business when he's just shaving this whole damn lemon. The whole lemon. We're not talking about just the juice. We're not talking about just the pulp or the or the rind. This is the whole damn lemon that goes into one of these boys. Maru Goto. That's what we mean by Maru <laughs> Goto, the whole damn thing. <laughs> it looks awesome, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. And yeah, again, this is from Coca Cola because yeah. of the intense competition that these organizations face in the conveni. They got to come out with products like this. When's the last time Coke came out with an innovative drink here in the United States? Never, yeah, never, not a- okay. So, uh, so Matt, so you have another item that you found that. Uh, Seems pretty exciting. Yeah, I was browsing the Kirin um, website um, just before we started here. And yeah, they have a new product out. It's called the Ichiban Shibori Frozen. This is a frozen beer. I'm just going to read the label here. Only from Kirin Ichiban. Beer frozen at minus 5 degrees that stays cold for 30 minutes and is delivered with a unique snowy foam texture. And um, back to that foam thing. I mean, they have the the actual label of this. It looks like a soft serve ice cream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it is just a heaping pile of curled up foam. It looks like you could just rest your head on that thing and take a nap. <laughs> it is damn good looking. Frozen yeah. beer. I, yeah, I don't know. We're, I'll have to look into trying to get one of these because, yeah, like you said, this looks like soft serve ice cream. This is really interesting. <laughs> frozen at five, negative five degrees, unique snowy texture. Beer stays cold for 30 minutes. Holy moly. And that's our favorite. That's the Ichiban Shibori. So we got to get our hands on this. Got to get our hands on that. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to have a spoon nearby. Yeah. <laughs> drink that thing my goodness that looks spectacular um All and right. uh you know to round out the new items here i guess this is more news uh well it's a combination of news and new items they're related um mike do you want to share the latest coming out of the karage kun world <laughs> sure yeah so matt this is something you turned our attention to i'm just gonna say the headline and Take it for what it is. Karaage-kun launches to space. Outer space. Uh, there's a video. Um, we have some, some I think, students who uh, tied a Karaage-kun. Again, these are Lawson's fried chicken nuggets to a drone-looking device. And, uh, well, 
He is uh, he is up there. You, he could see the curvature of the Earth uh, from where he was. The Karaage Kun is up in space. Yeah, and this is um, it. Looks like this is part of a new uh, item that they have, and this is called the black hole black pepper <laughs> flavor of Karaage Kun. <laughs> As I'm looking at this, it looks like this is some sort of uh, collaborative effort with um, the Space Brothers comic, which is a really popular comic in Japan that um, that they're doing right now. And this is uh, this is looking really interesting. Really interesting. Um, it looks like these chicken nuggets are actually somehow painted black. They look like rocks. <laughs> Um, but they're they're fried chicken, and again, this is just sort of the innovation. We we shared the 197 known flavors of Lawson Karaage Kun a couple episodes ago. Now it looks like we're at 198 known flavors. I, emphasis on the known. Who knows how many there actually are? Uh, black hole flavor, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, again, maybe a bit of a a warning shot to. Um, Family Mart, which we shared last week, is getting into the chicken nugget space with the poke uh, poke chicky. Are they going to be able to compete with stuff like black hole flavor and launch their chicken nugget mascot into the stratosphere? Pretty tough. <laughs> pretty tough competition there. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with this, but. Um, all right, Matt. So we, wow, we went off and, um, you know, this was a special episode. And so I think we, uh, you know, we had to do it justice. The introduction to the sake, that is the alcohol uh, at the Kambini. And um, yeah, in future episodes, you know, we, we got to we gotta give some love to the alcohol as well. And so I think uh, everyone, you can look forward to us taking, a, you know, some more deep dives into the uh, sake at the Kambini. Uh, in the meantime, uh, please uh, go ahead and share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it and rate us on the uh, Apple, iTunes, or Spotify uh, app. Check us out on Twitter at Kambini Boys as well as Facebook. And then um, if you do have a Kambini memory you'd like to share with us, dial plus one six one seven four five three. 8207 and leave your Kambini memory through voicemail. And as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I guess in the meantime, Mike, I'll see you at the Kambini. See you at the Kambini. <laughs>